man! The number 16 gets put up in the Lakers rafters. J.R. Smith talks about playing with the King. And Balmer is hyped about his new stadium. I'm Rosa Panda. This is a clinic, all NBA podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Ooh, feeling good, feeling great. Get it tight, get it right. <laughs> John, how you living, my friend? I'm feeling that. I don't know if I could top that right there, but I'm missing my brother. <laughs> Sammy and RJ, let's get this episode though. Yeah, man, shout out to both of them. But boys, we got to talk about our very first topic here. The Suns played OKC and the Suns smacked them down 132 to 101. But that was not the news of the night. The news of the night is actually Kevin Durant during warmups hurt his ankle and ended up missing this game. I know you guys saw the video. I know you guys saw the pictures. And I want your guys' sort of interpretation of what happened and also what that means going forward. I was honestly, when I saw it, I, I thought it was a joke. I saw some a tweet, the preview on my phone, and it said Kevin Durant was missing the game. I said, oh, dang, what are you missing the game for? And then I saw a follow-up tweet that said, he injured himself in pregame, and I'm thinking to myself, no, this did not happen. So I watched the clip, and somebody's getting fired, for sure. Somebody didn't mop the floor, either that or somebody from OKC spilled some water, decided not to clean it up. <laughs> I, I don't know what what it was. It was weird, man. Like, if you haven't seen the clip, check it out, because he's, he's driving. It's normal warm-up stuff, right? You're just, like, shooting layups. But he grabs the ball, faces up does a little jab step and he drives like he's gonna dunk the ball he jumps up and for it's so weird like it's hard to explain the way that he he obviously slips but then he jumps up and his legs kind of do this weird l i i i can't again i can't really explain it you have to watch the clip and i i think it's they're fortunate it could have been way worse it looked like he fell very weird and ankle soreness so I don't think it means much going forward. The Suns still smacked, but the, they waxed the Thunder tonight. So Yeah, absolutely. To me, I still think the Suns are, are going to be able to, they'll be fine without Durant for these few games. I mean, it's not the playoffs, right? So, But uh, to me, it was just, I've never seen anything like it. And so, uh, I don't know, JJ, what do you think about that? It was really weird, man. Like, when you see Durant do this practice drill of driving to the rack, you just see him fall from one camera angle, right? The main the main uh, post that people have been seeing, you can't see the feet, but I'm glad that we live in the age of social media because everyone has their phones out. There's different angles and super weird. It's just like he didn't plant right on his foot. So when he planted, it was straight up on his ankle. So all that weight was on his ankle. And I know, uh, Jun, you brought it up before the pod, but there's still images of Durant's ankle. It is not within alignment of his leg. It's like perpendicular. The yeah. geometry, the geometry, the geometry phase I'm looking for is 90 degree angle, and I'm pretty damn sure your ankle's not supposed to look like that, John. <laughs> it's definitely not supposed to look like that. And the only thing I can think of is like, man, this is like an old man injury. Exactly. You know, like you you walk into work. And you've got like a brace on your ankle. They're like, man, what happened? And you're like, I was just walking around and I tripped on my own ankle or like twisted my own ankle. So I'm I'm a little concerned for Kevin Durant. 
just and the Suns just going forward because this race in the West is getting pretty tight. I mean, we have the Kings and Grizzlies with 38 wins, the Suns with 37 wins, and then the Warriors and Timberwolves are right behind that at 34. And it just seems like this t- this race gets tighter and tighter and tighter. You could be all the way in third place and all of a sudden you drop down to like 10th. So we'll see what happens going forward. We're going to talk about our next topic here. Pau Gasol became the 12th player in Lakers history to have his jersey retired last night. A black veil was lowered during a halftime ceremony, revealing Gasol's number 16 placed in the Raptors directly beside Kobe Bryant's numbers 8 and 24. JJ, I'm going to go with you first. What did you think of the retirement and what do you think of Pau Gasol's career? There's one word that I could describe Paul Gasol, and I hope it's not a backhanded compliment, but it's underrated, super unrelated. When you think of the greatest teams there are, you always think about the duos like Jordan and Pippen. You have Curry, you could even say Clay. You have LeBron, Wade. But man, you know that one championship where Kobe got the monkey off his back, winning one without Shaq? It was with Paul Gasol. And you know what about Paul Paul Gasol? What's dope that people don't know or often forget? He was on the All-NBA teams multiple times, which is really, really hard. Like, more than even Dame. And Dame is like top 75 current player. And people consider him one of the greatest shooters. I don't I think Paul Gasol's often not mentioned with amongst the greats and he should be. When we talk about international players, people forget about him. So I just wanted to give props to uh John's boy, Paul Gasol, the infamous trade for Kwame Brown, as Stephen A. Smith would say. <laughs> the biggest robbery in history. Yeah, I mean that when that trade happened, I think the whole league knew everyone would be in trouble, including the Celtics. And they were right. They won two championships from it. And I'm sure John could take us to memory lane because you can't can't take that back, man. Those must have been great memories watching Kobe and Gasol. Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, when I saw it, it was... I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how I was going to react to it because it at the, at one time, you know, on one side I was extremely happy, right? Being a Laker fan, I thought it was so cool that they retired the jersey. And I know some people may say, "Well, you have guys like Shaq who has four rings. You have Kobe who has five rings. Magic Johnson who has five rings." And but the reality is that Kobe Bryant wouldn't have five rings without Paul Gasol. He would have three. And that's the reality of the situation here. He was a key cog in that championship. And he deserves all of the accolades and the acclaim and the reward of getting his jersey retired, being immortalized with a franchise that is considered one of the most well-known in, across any sport, not just basketball. And so for me, it was super cool to see that. But I also got a little bit emotional when he started. I don't know if anybody's seen the full ceremony but in the beginning he 
unsurprisingly brought up Kobe, right? Being next to his jerseys, retiring up there in the rafters, uh, he got emotional. He choked up and he started talking about his brother. I mean, they were really close. And, and for me, it was, it was kind of a reminder, right, about that tragic day. But at the same time, just how... How much of a bond Pau Gasol had with Kobe during those years, during that 2009-2010 back-to-back championship. I mean, their bond, not just their bond off the court, but their bond on the court. They were a perfect match basketball-wise. I mean, Pau Gasol was just the perfect piece for that team. Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher, uh, Bynum, man, just going back to the and beating the Celtics in the in the back to the second part of the championship in 2010 was just something special. So for me, it was just like, and I probably speak for a lot of Laker fans, but it was awesome to see, man. I, I, he deserves all the credit. How is one of the, like you said, JJ, super underrated. Doesn't get the respect that he deserves because he wasn't the flashiest guy, but because he wasn't, you know, the most athletic. But he was fundamentally right. He was up there. I'm not saying he was as good as Tim Duncan, but his fundamentals, his feel for the game, his his finesse, his ability, his dy- being dynamic in all aspects of the game, being you know being able to score at the three at three levels, was for a guy that big, was something to watch. And Pau Gasol, man, big ups, congratulations to you and your family, and and uh, you know you'll be immortalized and forever remembered in in, in Lakerland. So. Awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And like going back to what you said about Pau Gasol mentioning Kobe Bryant, I really liked it too. And the big reason was because I feel like without Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol wouldn't have evolved into the player that he did to win these championships because Kobe was always in his ear, pushing him harder, pushing him, pushing him to become great. And you could even tell, like, if I don't know if you guys have seen the Redeem Team documentary, but even when Pau Gasol's on the opposite end of the court playing against him. Kobe Bryant says, I'm going to run through his chest and runs him over. And, and like everything was a lesson from Kobe Bryant to train Pau Gasol to be a champion. And I think Pau Gasol recognizes that without Kobe, his jersey would not be up in those Raptors. And going forward, we have someone sipping on some haterade named Jason Whitlock. He had a quote. <laughs> He had a quote, and I know you guys saw this. I, I want I want to know what you guys think of this. Lakers retiring Pau Gasol's jersey really seems suspect to me. Standards for everything being lowered. This is like the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Kendrick Perkins gonna be big mad though. LOL. What do you guys think of Jason Whitlock's assessment of Pau Gasol's jersey being retired? I mean, it's first. Let me go first, John. Sorry. No, go. It's not even like the. It's the Laker. It's a Laker celebration. And he was huge for those two championship runs. We've seen jerseys being hung up for way far less players achieving way less. Paul Gasol was super clutch. You could argue he beat the first super team in the Celtics. Yeah. And this dude, like what you said, evolved. Like, he went from what people perceived the Euro players as soft to a guy that was talking smack. Even players like he was talking smack to like KG, Perkins, 
Rondo, that those teams, he wasn't scared. So I mean, I don't wanna breathe too much light into this idiotic take. I wanna celebrate <laughs> Paul Gasol. John I'm with you, man. I'm so I'm actually really with you because I don't like I don't wanna put a spotlight on something that is 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 really ridiculous because but I'll say this. I mean like, what's the point of bringing this up, right? Other than trying to get clout or trying to draw attention to yourself. I mean, the guy, the Lakers made a decision. It's their franchise. It's their team. If they wanted to put Pau Gasol in the, if they wanted to retire a jersey, they have every right to do so. You have a right to say something because it's your, your opinion with Locke. But your opinion is wrong. You're you're an idiot. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Definite idiotic take from my side as well. But we're gonna take this to our next topic here. J.R. Smith has a quote talking about playing with LeBron James and he has said this quote, honestly, it's a gift and a curse playing with Bron. I love Bron to death and I love playing on his team because for me, I feel like I thrive more under pressure. But a lot of guys don't like it because it can go one of two ways. It's either you did not do to help him win or who else did not help him win. It's like, bro, don't get me wrong. Yes, he had 40, 15, and 9, or 8, but he missed a free throw too. Don't just look at me because I missed an open shot. We all missing out here. A lot to uh, unpack here. What do you guys think of J.R. Smith's assessment of playing with LeBron James, the king? I mean, every time I think of J.R. Smith, I think of two things, right? One, him being shirtless at every opportunity that he gets in any inopportune time. And the second part is that his takes on LeBron James are slightly or are somewhat ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about the same guy that didn't know the clock in game one against the Warriors of the NBA Finals. Literally did not know and and come on as as much as he denies it as much as he says that there was a guy in his face sure whatever at least shoot the shot get it up they didn't even get a shot off and the game went to overtime and they ended up losing as everyone knows so i'm just gonna say that i know that like everyone and i feel like people always talk about lebron james they'll bring up lebron james and and they'll they'll talk about him on their podcast they'll say stuff about him like just randomly i mean they're trying to people are trying to get clout i don't and this is kind of slightly off topic but i think there's an mma fighter that that just came out saying that lebron james takes peds performance enhancing drugs i don't know if you guys saw that but it's oh. just it was just reported i'm like <laughs> dude really and now he's probably gonna get drug tested and they're just gonna go through all this i mean like i don't know jr smith is just just saying a bunch of stuff i'm not i try not to pay too much too attention to it so jj what do you think uh, I, I could see his point, meaning that uh, it's a gift and curse playing because you get all this crazy media attention because you are playing with, quote unquote, one of the best that ever played the game. We've seen it on, you know, even on the Lakers. And I don't know if it's because they were young or if, if it was the pressure from playing with LeBron. But you have Brandon Ingram, you have Deion Waiters, Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma but I get your point too John that you know J.R. Smith is just saying something about LeBron James just to be in the news cycle but 
hey man, you want to compete? Comes comes with the territory playing with LeBron James. Yeah, I I agree with you, JJ, and I think some of this was coming from the wrong person, like J.R. Smith saying, like I feel like I thrive more under pressure. And we just talked about a situation where literally he crumbled under pressure. (laughs) (laughs) But I do get what he's saying, where where I feel like the magnifying glass is put on you in a way that it would never be put on you on any other team, where your mistakes are way more magnified. Magnified. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think... With him saying this, do you think other superstars are scared to play alongside LeBron because of that? I, I mean, probably, but you shouldn't be. I mean, come on, you're you are you kid? Are you telling me that you can't? You're afraid to play with a guy because of the backlash and the the type of criticism that you would receive playing a basketball game, getting paid millions to do so. That should be like. To me, that's just very soft and sensitive, right? Like you, you're. If you can't handle the pressure of playing a game, I mean, like, is that really pressure, right? Pressure is like police officers or people putting their lives on, like firemen putting their lives on the line every single day. That's like that's real pressure to me, right? We're not we're talking about basketball True. here. Um, so I'll say I'll leave it at that. Yeah, you you play to win the game, but. We've seen these athletes, they play for the money or for the clout. But the hardcore winners out there like Kobe, Jordan, even LeBron, they don't care, man. Just do whatever it takes to win. And if that means that you have the pressure from the outside, the media always on you, then so be it. That's why you get paid the big bucks, man. Yeah, seriously. That's why you get paid the big bucks comes with the territory definitely comes with the territory but with that we're gonna take a short little break with a word from our sponsor nba nba fans it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba this week new customers can bet five dollars and win two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly download the app now and sign up with the code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See show notes for details indeed. And we're going to take it to our next topic here. And it's about Steven Adams. Apparently... He urged his teammates to conduct themselves more professionally on the road. Sham said this. He said, I'm told there was a players only meeting recently. Steven Adams, their veteran center, he spoke out about how the team needs to show better discipline on the road and how they need to avoid going out on the road. It's not a tumor. And we could all kind of assume who this may be about, but I want to hear from you guys what you think about Steven Adams kind of stepping up and taking this role. He needs to. The Grizzlies, one of the critiques that we've said on this pod over and over again, is their lack of veteran presence. And he is the veteran. If, yeah. If, like, he might be even considered the only veteran on that team. And 
John, when you have called Drogo speak, you better listen, man. Call Drogo and and Fabio combine uh, if they had a child. <laughs> an Aquaman. Yeah, an no, Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, no, I agree with you. I w- am very intimidated by Stephen Adams. I remember when when you know the whole Shannon Sharp uh, issue happened at at the arena during the game. And Stephen Adams came up, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, Shannon. I don't know if you want that smoke, man. This dude is, dude's he dwarfed Shannon Sharp too. And I'm like, this guy's, this guy's no joke. So, I agree, man. I, I think that he needs to be. I mean, if there's anybody that's going to kind of keep people in line and people are going to listen to, I feel like it's Stephen Adams, right? He, I think he reports saying that he's a good guy. He's a good teammate. He jokes around, but at the same time, I think he also has that authority and that respect in the locker room. And I find it funny, though, that if this wasn't John Morant, right, that we all know that this is clearly about, maybe there's other players too, but clearly this is about John Morant. If it wasn't him, I feel like guys would go directly to that player. But because John Morant is the guy, he has that clout and he has that a lot of uh, influence or he has... <laughs> he can, you know what I mean? Within the organization, maybe they were afraid to actually go to him directly and just have and like, pull him aside. Because it's it's weird to me that it just it's a very general conversation when you know that it's directed at somebody. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it or putting on my, you know, therapist hat on. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you. I think that Stephen Adams is definitely trying to be like the big man, uh, so to speak, on his team. And just telling them how to win a championship because they're right there. They're knocking on the doorstep. And I almost feel like the next step for Steven Adams, if this doesn't work, is literally to just like follow Ja <laughs> whenever he goes out and picks and pick him up out of the club, just like he picked up. Do you remember when he picked up like Tony Bradley? Like yeah. during like a fight, yeah. <laughs> literally yeah. picked up a grown man and just like moved <laughs> him out of the fight. He needs to do that with Ja Moran, just gotta pick him up. And like toss him to the corner out of the club. They, but we're... Yeah, this this meeting came at a great time too. The West is a gauntlet, super tight. You don't have jaw. You just um, who just got injured over Saturday? Sorry, um, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Brandon Clark. Yeah, Brandon Clark just got injured. May not come back until next. Well, later next season. And yeah. now you have Stephen Adams who's injured too. So, gotta buckle up. Get it tight, get it right, like what I said before. Do you, do you guys think that there's a, a possibility? So the Grizzlies are what? They're the third seed right now? Yes. And they are, I think they're two games above the Warriors. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. They're, they're five games over the Warriors. They're two games ahead of the Suns. How far do you realistically do you think they can drop? Like, let's say John Morant misses oh, more man. than five or six games, right? It's... I can honestly, and like, the Suns obviously can easily leapfrog them, in, our, in my opinion. I think that's probably a consensus here. But do you think they can drop past the Warriors, the Timberwolves, and the Mavericks? I don't know if there's enough games. For me, I, I don't know if the Warriors or the Timberwolves have shown me enough to let them, like, leapfrog them, like, convincingly. Um, I hope the Warriors do, but I don't, I don't know if they will. 
for me, I feel like the Grizzlies, if they do go on a skid, it would be like an epic skid, dude. They would have to have like a five game losing streak, like while Jaw and everyone else is out. What do you think, Jay? They've already lost three straight. And That's those games true. included Jaw, man. And now they have media attention, like throughout all the the news stations not even just like sports it's all over the news fox cnn all these Yo, channels the... like we'll yeah. see what happens man dude and dylan brooks like for someone who's shooting 38 percent from the field he sure does talk a lot <laughs> he, he sure does, does. A, he talks a lot for not doing much on the court i'll tell you i mean yeah he's scrappy defensively but like He's not giving them anything offensively. He's like a black hole on that side of the floor, so. Thanks for that segue, because our next topic has to do with Dylan Brooks and what he's said recently. And it was about Draymond Green. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. I just don't like Golden State. I don't like anything to do with them. Draymond talks a lot. He gets away with a lot too. His game is cool with Golden State, but if you put him anywhere else, you're not going to know who Draymond is. He plays with heart. He plays hard knows the ins and outs of their defense. I guess that's why they like him over there. What do you guys think of Dylan Brooks' assessment of uh, Draymond Green? Was he talking <laughs> Was he talking about Draymond Green or was he talking about himself? <laughs> that's accurate, actually. You know, like is he not is he not aware of what he does on the court? He's basically like a I don't want to insult him, but I'm just going to say he's kind of like a poor man's version of Draymond. Maybe if you like removed all the basketball IQ <laughs> from Draymond Green, I think you might end up with Dylan Brooks. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but Draymond does some things on the court that Dylan Brooks wishes he did. Yes. Absolutely wishes he did. And John, you can respond to this one because Draymond, he ended up clapping back eventually. He tried to like avoid it. And of course... He was probably just saying saving it for his podcast because he said this. He said, he said, being Dylan Brooks, I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. That's number two. I don't want anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you were the little kid in high school watching us win championships. You should be happy that you were even witnessing that. You're a fan. <laughs> That's crazy. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They actually are depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows me how little you know about basketball. That's where it gets really interesting. John, what do you think about Draymond's clap back here? Oh my God. I, th you know, you, you know, those diss tracks that rappers sometimes make like Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly and, <laughs> and you're like, oh yes. man, that's yeah, Jay-Z, that's, and you're, and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, man, that was, that was a great clapback. That is what this is. Draymond had a great clapback. I loved it. I think that he, he actually exceeded my expectations. Cause I thought every time I thought he was going to stop, I thought he was going to stop. He kept going. And then I thought he was going to stop. He kept going. And it was, to me, it's awesome. I love it. Wow. He hit the nail on the head. Dylan Brooks is, well, first of all, he has one of the worst styles I've ever seen. I mean, he rivals <laughs> West, Russell Westbrook. He, and, like, I hate when guys do it intentionally, right? Like, 
he, I think he knows it doesn't look good, but he does it because he wants the attention. He does it for the clout. And he does. it doesn't matter to him whether it's bad publicity because he loves it. That's the first thing. The second thing is is I don't like his game. June, bro, I know that you're you were a fan. You probably still are a fan. I don't know. You're a fan of many teams. <laughs> Dude, was, many was a fan. Was a you're a fan, fan of many teams and when many he was players. Like, hold on. Wait, back this up a little bit. Back, I was a fan of him when it was like his second year. Okay. Okay. He okay, hasn't developed okay. since. And okay. now I can't ride with him. I can't ride with him. I don't him know either. if you can see me, but this is this is me backpedaling <laughs> on my on my tricycle. No, I'm just kidding, this man. Full, man. I'll, 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 yeah, no, no. Okay, I'll, I'll give cut you some slack. <laughs> but but I okay. But for me, I didn't really ever like his game. I didn't think he was that good of a player. I think he gave good effort, which is fine. Russell Westbrook gives good effort, and that's what you need to be a, a decent defender. Like, but other than that, I don't think he brings anything to the table. His shooting is atrocious. His form is terrible, uh, and he just talks. He talks and talks and talks. And I hate. If there's one thing I hate in any in, in basketball and any other sport, it's that if you talk smack, if you get in a guy's face, if you verbally berate them, you better be able to back it up. Absolutely. That's my one rule when it comes to smack talk. And Dylan Brooks, to me, doesn't do that. Doesn't even come close to backing it up. So I'll leave it at that. Draymond, I love your clapback. Let's keep it going. I hope this rivalry keeps going, even though I wouldn't call it a rivalry because the Grizzlies haven't done jack you know what squat jj i'm gonna let you respond to this here i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a chance to respond here but i want to read the rest of this quote because like john said this quote went on and on and on and i want jj i want you to to respond to this part of it and you can go back if you like but he says he continued on he goes your level of understanding the game of basketball is at a fan level and you're running around talking about dynasty the dynasty starts after you not with you that's just a fact i know dynasty like players they are clowns that doesn't work when building a dynasty take it from me i actually know clowns don't work building a dynasty jj that's that's the mic drop yeah shut up like hey man you know when we talk about like speaking from experience Learn from people that have been through it. Draymond just needs to put up his four fingers with the four rings and read across each and every single one of those rings, which says champion. And that's it, baby. That's all that's all he has to do. I mean, did did Dylan Brooks not learn? that Draymond is like an all-time trash talker. Like, did he not see the clip of when Paul Pierce was trying to talk crap <laughs> to Draymond Green and just completely shut him up with just saying, they don't love you like that. Yeah. They don't love I, you like that. You can't get that farewell tour. And then that, Paul Pierce did not say a single word the rest of the game. What, one more thing too, that Draymond like had the ultimate clap clapback is that you know Dylan Brooks doesn't have much accolades where Draymond just listed all his he said two gold two-time gold medalist four-time champion four-time all-star defensive player of the year yeah man absolutely and you know I'm gonna take us to our last topic now it's actually a dub or dud we haven't done this in a while a dub of course meaning a win a dud it's a little obvious there. We're going to talk about Steve Ballmer. And he is so excited about his new stadium that's coming up for the Clippers. 
he had this quote toilets 1106 toilets and urinals three times the nba league average number of toilets we do not want people standing in line we want everyone to get back to their damn seats and this was during his speech to unveil the site of where they're gonna build that hey. brand new stadium dub or dud Steve Ballmer's excitement over the toilets. I, I before I give my verdict here, I, I, I do want to say, I, I find it miraculous that Steve Ballmer it doesn't use any illegal substances, <laughs> <laughs> particularly one comes to mind. But I'll leave that. I'm, I'm not going to say anything regarding that in detail. Secondly, I think it's absolutely crazy that he's that excited over toilets. But hey, you know what? I'm not going to rain on your parade. If you get excited about something like that, that's awesome. Good for you. I think it, I think it's great entertainment. So I'm going to give it a dub. But I will say that I wasn't surprised reading at the comments that one of the first ones or one of the highest rated or commented ones was toilets. Seems appropriate because the Clippers are playing like doo-doo. So, <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> Downvote, Sammy. Downvote <laughs> that, Sammy. JJ, what do you think? Oh, this is this is a dub. And I'm going to tell you why it's a dub. I've been to many stadiums. I've been to arenas. And you would think that there are enough toilets to host, or urinals to host all the fans. And you'll be surprised, for those who never attended a sports event, how many times you have to wait for a, a urinal this is true. So I'm going to give him props for installing over 1,000 toilets and urinals. And I do love the passion, man. Like these new arenas, these new uh, stadiums, they're all about club seats. Hey, why don't you spend money to get food over here? Go to the merch store. Nah, man. All the action is while you're sitting down watching your team yelling out loud, booing at the, the enemy. That's what it's all about. And I appreciate that Bomber's all about that. I think he understands the fan experience. And I don't often do this, but Sammy, this is a dub. It's Yo, a dub. this this is definitely a dub as long as there actually is 1,106 individual toilets and urinals like don't give me that like sink looking trough where you could fit <laughs> 20 people because i'm not trying to do that but i don't roll like that but anyway that's actually all we have for tonight's pod i want to thank you two for being on jj thanks for being on man hey guys i appreciate it love you all john thanks for being on man hey thank you guys the home stretch is here playoffs are coming up let's get it Get it. absolutely let's get it and of course shout out to sammy and rj rj who's our video producer check out our youtube channel remember to rate subscribe and review like us on our facebook group page the clinic all nba podcast and follow us on twitter at clinic all nba i'm rosa panza this is clinic all nba podcast come find us wherever you get your podcasts this guy's a gangster his real name is Clarence.